Hey, welcome to Phil Notes, a podcast hosted by me, Berta, but made possible thanks to you guys and your stories. Today's topic is that one teacher, dot dot dot. I thought it would be a good idea to spice things up and find a common ground for everyone that is listening, so no matter your age, you can relate to some of this. Welcome back, folks. If you're new here, thank you for finding my small corner of the internet and tuning in to listen to some funny stories about teachers. If you're not new, thank you for listening in the past and I hope you like this one too. Apart from that, I thought I would do a small update because lockdown, it's not fun. I think last week was the start of the assessment period all over England and that's stressful my friends. I was lucky myself and I did most of my work back in December the last few days of the term so I got most essays out of the way but if you're listening to this on Monday just send some good vibes my way because I will be doing a takeaway paper and that's not going to be fun. And if you're listening later on in the week, send good vibes as well. I'm sending them your way. Um, and hopefully you have an easy and smooth transition into the new semester that is going to start soon. I don't know when it starts for everyone. Mine starts the 25th of January. I'm guessing it starts around the same time in Spain. If you're from the US, because I've seen that I have that I have some listeners from the US, I don't know <laughs> who it is, um, then I have no clue about when you start. I'm guessing early next week. Actually, I do know who listens to me from from the US. Shout out to my listeners in the US, because that's fun. <laughs> At least I hope I have one in New York. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you know who you are. And apart from that. Not much going on. Christmas was a few weeks ago, except for my friends in Spain who happened to celebrate Christmas or who happened to exchange presents the 6th of January. If you don't know about that, it comes from Catholic tradition. In the Bible, the three wise men get to Jesus on the 6th of January. So we exchange gifts on the 6th of January, not on the 25th. Of December and the three wise men like bring them the same way Santa would so yeah let me know in the reviews if you want um, what you got for Christmas or you can also drop by the Instagram page at the field notes pod my highlights this year are not many because I haven't been home in Spain so not much going on but I did buy myself some gifts from different members of my family and the one that I'm most excited about is I bought a beginner's crochet kit that I'm hoping to start as soon as my essays are over which is soon it's on Tuesday actually hopefully you've had 
a really nice holiday season with your family or with your loved ones. Um, at the end of the day, presents or gifts don't matter. What matters is who you surround yourself with. And I think that's the takeaway now more than ever because this year has been different for lots of us. I keep mentioning COVID-19 and I should not because it's not a fun topic to talk about and I don't want this podcast to be all over the place. So I think I'm just going to go get into the topic of this week, which is teacher stories. I've had some really good ones this week. Um, Again, everything is going to be anonymous, so don't worry about that. And let's get into them. So the first listener has sent in this. In our arts class, we had this one teacher that gesticulated too much because they were very passionate about the subject. That's good. The classes were very chill since we had to roll down the blinds to see the slides and sometimes it almost made you want to fall asleep. One day, everyone was very quiet while the teacher was explaining something about sculptures, and suddenly he changed his tone and almost screamed. Everyone jumped off their seats, and I ended up jumping behind one of my classmates. I was extremely embarrassed. Nevertheless, we liked him very much, and as a goodbye gift at the end of the semester, we made him a pantocrator. Pantocrator. That's a really weird word, guys. I had to look up how to pronounce it. Nevertheless, we liked him very much. And as a goodbye gift at the end of the semester, we made him a pantocrator that he has now hung in his office. If you don't know what a pantocrator is, it's basically a painting that we drew on a cartoon. That's fun. Definitely been there. I can relate to that to some extent. I have some professors now at, at uni especially. I think it's because it's not my first language. So it's very easy for me to sound out if I want to. And they had the most monotonous voice you could ever hear. And it's fine when it's like an hour long seminar. But when it's a two hour long lecture at like 3pm just after you've had lunch... It's really warm in the lecture hall because there's 200 of us and you just want to fall asleep. And it's true, like, as soon as something happens, you just jump off your seat. I remember, well, I remember not, but um, we've had some phones going off at some point in the lecture. And if it's a small lecture hall, then you literally feel like it's ringing right next to your ear. And if it's a bigger one, you still hear it. So you still like get scared by that kind of stuff. <laughs> Especially, I remember last year, this is this is going off track, but I remember last year, um, the, one of the biggest halls at Sussex is Chichester. And for development, we have to have the biggest um, lecture halls because there's 250 of us in, in my degree, in my course. And for some reason, the heating broke the second week and it was not 
um, running again until like 10th week, like something insane, like two months of no hitting. So the third or the fourth week, they brought in these massive heating units that were almost like a toaster. <laughs> I don't know how to explain them. And I would always sit next to them because it was freezing cold. Like those buildings are fairly new. But I remember sitting next to them because the times that I didn't, I did really regret them. And I used to wear like blankets and I used to bring with me coats and gloves and hats and scarves and everything you can think of because it was freezing cold. So I would sit down next to these um, heating units and they make this like buzzing sound like and it almost feels like you're next to a fireplace because they were massive again. And one of the days, I think I fell asleep for like 10 minutes. I'm not even kidding. Because I just woke up and I remember not knowing what was happening around me. So yeah, been there. And also they record the lectures, so I could catch up after that. This next story is really wholesome. I really liked it. I thought that the prompt would generate more of the funny side of stories and people would tell more funny stories. But it's true that that one teacher can also refer to the one that literally changed your life or that was so nice that you're not going to forget ever and this story is one of those. 10th grade. I had just arrived at a new high school. When this teacher arrived at our classroom it was obvious that they had been teaching the same group of students for years. They treated my classmates with affection and care even using nicknames for many. A year later I had become one of them and this was largely the result of this teacher's treatment. They didn't ever see me as the new kid around, but as a full member of the group. Thanks to them, I became interested in history and contemporary politics. And through them, I met some friends that I have since kept close to me. Both in my academic vocation and in my personal growth, I must recognize their central role. I think that's just so wholesome. I think everyone has that one teacher that would do anything to just be in touch with them and thank them. Um, I certainly do. I have not reached out to any of them, but I still have their contacts. So if I'm feeling extremely nostalgic soon, I might send an email to some of them. And especially when you get to the last grades um, at your high school, at least in Spain, because you are mature enough to develop like a real connection with your teachers and you're able to see them often as well so the relationship like evolves and if they're truly passionate about what they're teaching then it's really easy to approach them with further questions or ideas for new things and I think that's the best thing that a teacher can do is just make their students feel comfortable around them. From that heartfelt confession from one of the listeners of the podcast I'm going to read a story that just made me say why it says I had this one teacher that would prepare coffee for themselves every single morning with the normal ingredients coffee milk and sugar but then she told us that she added cheese yes sliced cheese they cut it into pieces and then added it to the coffee. If that's not enough, they then stirred the cheese in, poured out 
the coffee, so they didn't drink it, and then ate the cheese. They only made the coffee for the cheese soaked in coffee. Just you, first of all, <laughs> what kind of teacher do you have? Like, this person is not normal, like, they need professional help. And second of all, why would they tell you? I, I wonder what's the context behind this? Why? What were you talking about? So that they could say this. I don't know. If this listener wants to fill everyone in, um, I will give an update on the next episode. Okay, another story. This one is a really funny one. It just shows how scatterbrained some teachers can be sometimes. Because, like, I get it. Teachers don't only have one class. Have to attend multiple classes, have different content to teach, have different students, like, names of students to remember. It's just so much. So I get this one. It says next. In grade 11th, our philosophy teacher was our designated tutor for the year. If you don't know, in Spain, you have this, like, main teacher that is responsible for your class and every single class for every single year has one so you can go to them if you have any problems or if you have problems with other teachers and stuff and they are like the main teacher for your class anyway it continues like this i was sitting at the front of the class and one day i asked them what costume we were going to wear for the carnival contest that my high school hosted every year They came over to my desk and told me that we had to discuss that with our teacher. It took them 10 seconds in complete silence to remember that they were our tutor and then they realized that they hadn't planned any of it. They basically told us that they would get back to us in a few days, but we could tell that they had forgotten the contest was even a thing. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, for a little more context to this story um in spain we have one day mid february um sometimes is the beginning of march as well where it's called a carnival and everyone dresses up in the town it's a town thing and then you basically parade through the town and at the end of it there's like a dj and it's up until like 4 a.m in the morning And you just basically go and dance with your friends. So, um, the, like my high school, this is someone from my high school. My high school did something similar and they do it by themes now. So every year, like every single class has to choose a theme. And everyone in that, in that class has to dress up as part of the theme. I remember we did um, Guess Who? So we would match up with someone in our class and then we made these posters that resembled the guess who squares, the plastic squares. But it could be that, it could be a movie. I remember like Grease themed. I remember Mario Bros um, themed. I remember that there was one class that dressed up as a periodic table and that was really funny because they dressed up as different columns So each person had like um, a cardboard hanging from them with the elements in their column. <laughs> And that was really funny. I think they didn't win, but they were very close. And I think that's a really good idea, to be fair. We're going to move on to a funny one that says, 
that one teacher that I had in high school who taught philosophy and who had the most high-pitched voice you will ever imagine. To give you an idea of how this person's voice was, I would picture a child born from Dolores Unbridge from Harry Potter. If you don't know her, she has the worst voice. She's like almost, she, she has the kind of voice that matches nails scratching up, up like whiteboard or like a wall, something like that. Like, awful. And a chihuahua. Not the best breed of dogs, as you can imagine. Just horrible. One day I was taking a nap in one of their classes because you could record their classes and take notes afterwards because we didn't have any books or presentations. So I was sleeping because that night I had taken a mass relaxant and I was extra tired. So I thought that I could just listen to the recording later. I was deep asleep when suddenly I heard some kind of creature screaming my name. That's <laughs> that must be terrifying. I'm just... I'm just picturing the Demogorgon from Stranger Things <laughs> that makes just this screeching noise whenever like it comes out. <laughs> I'm just picturing you're just sleeping and then you hear this Demogorgon-like sound and you're like, what the hell is going on? I jumped out of my seat out of pure fear. I looked in front of me and discovered that everyone was looking at me and the teacher, who apparently had been calling me a couple of times and then proceed to ask me if I was okay and that if I didn't want to be in their class, that I should step outside. And that's how I learned not to mess with this teacher or I would become deaf or die of a heart attack. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> that's, that one's funny. Everyone has fallen asleep or almost fallen asleep in one of their classes. High school is intense. Uni is intense as well, depends on where you're studying. If you have a full day timetable and you are going to class 9 to 3 or whatever, like 12 to 5, I cannot even imagine it. Like, it must be hard. And apart from that, you are supposed to do all of this work outside of class. That just doesn't make any sense because you're already going to class. And that takes up most of your day. And then you're expected to go back home and then do more work. On a lighter note, let's move on to the next one. So this happened to me in my Spanish literature class. We were taking an exam and I had left my notes under my desk to cheat. <laughs> Classic move. In the middle of the exam, I accidentally knocked them with my leg and they fell on the floor. The teacher discreetly walked to my seat and told me my notes had fallen down. They even picked them up. They weren't even mad, they just wanted to help me put the mess away. I apologized and explained that I had quote-unquote accidentally knocked them with my leg. They believed me and there were no consequences. Later on, a couple of classmates and I went to lunch with them and I told them the truth. <laughs> it's so funny, this reminds me, oh my god. <laughs> this, I feel, is like a, a classic way of cheating. Um, just having the notes under the desk. I don't know how desks are built where you're from, but in Spain, I'm guessing this was in high school, in Spain we had these individual desks and then you had under it like almost like a rack where you could put some books or some papers or some whatever you wanted to put there. 
and then you would take them out because we wouldn't change classes. We would just have one, one main class and then the teachers would rotate around and depending on who you had class with, they would get to your class unless it was one of the subjects that couldn't be taught like that. Like music, we had our music room, PE, you had to go to the gym. If you had lab practice, you had to go to the labs. But for most of the time, they would come to you instead of you going to them. This reminds me of, I think I was, I was 14, 14 going on 15, so year 8, 8th grade in the US, I don't know, I don't really know about the English system, but I'm guessing it's year 8 as well, um, <laughs> and we were taking a biology exam, and the substitute, because he was not even my teacher, he was a substitute, handed the, the paper, the exam papers. And that year my class was full of people that just didn't know what they were doing. Let's just say that. And I remember two of them, well, one of them copied the other, because obviously not both of them had the same idea, because that would be extremely dumb. But one of them just like straight out took out their book, their biology book, out of their backpack, put it like on their desk and then started cheating off the book and it would have worked out. Like it, it did work out kind of well because um, it was an exam so we had to separate our individual desks and then if you were at the back, the people in front of you kind of covered what you were doing. So there were a few good tactics there going on. But this kid next to them also had the idea to copy them and they took their own book and put it on top of the desk um, and started cheating off the book. I just, oh my god, I just like, cannot believe it. First of all, I cannot believe that they thought it was a good idea. Second of all, I cannot believe that it took the substitute like 15 minutes to realize. I had realized and I was taking the exam. Like, and they were like quite a few desks away. And the teacher like got up and went to the desk and just like stared at them, like not believing them. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm sure they were thinking, I'm sure the, the substitute was, was thinking, this is not happening to me. Like they're 14, I know they're young, but like they cannot be this stupid. And obviously like, because you can hide, as the previous story, you can you can say that your notes fell on the floor. You could say that you were just putting your notes away in under your desk, and they were just there, but you were not looking at them. But like this kid had full on the book on the on the desk. I don't have to say that the substitute took away their exam. They got a zero on the exam. Um, they had a few other consequences. I think they they got detention a few a few days because of that but this is the copycat like the first kid that actually did that saw that it was a really bad idea after the other kid got caught and then and only then they decided to put away the book and just decided to fail the test but at least like not get caught <laughs> which which was insane i have to say that that's one of the times it went terribly wrong I have some friends that are just extremely good at cheating. I won't say their names, I won't give any clues of who it is, but I've seen some good, good, good stuff going on. 
in really weird places. <laughs> so if you want some cheating hugs, first of all, don't do it. It's not worth it. But if you're going to do it, at least make sure it's good because you might as well get a really good grade out of it. I'm going to move on to another story. And this one, it's interesting. I have some things to say about this one. It says, One day in class, my film teacher came in to see how drama was going, and one of the students asked them a quite stupid and personal question. They replied that it would be unprofessional to answer, and that the student should use less hair gel. When the student said that they, in fact, did not even use hair gel, the room went silent. My drama teacher then stood up, looked the student in the eye, and uncharacteristically asked, So your hair is naturally that douchey then? <laughs> that's, that's funny. And, oh my god, you don't realize this until you have subs coming in or until you have, not substitutes, because it's not the same with them. You still know their teachers. Um, in Spain, we used to have these, they're called assistants, because they're literally like assistant to the teacher. And we used to have them for PE back in primary school, so a long time ago. But we used to have them in high school pretty often. They were all English assistants. So basically, young people, like from 20 to 35, I don't think I've met anyone older than 35, that came for a year or for a few years and was basically given the job to be a teacher. But they would not really do that. So like they would coming to your class only like once or twice every month because they had to rotate around all the classes. We only had like two or three for the whole school and my school was pretty big, so you didn't get to see them at all. The first day that they would come in, the teacher would never prepare anything and they would just ask the assistant to introduce themselves and then you could ask them questions. And it was always extremely embarrassing because... There was always this one kid obsessed with like couples that would ask them if they had a partner, if they had a boyfriend, if they had a girlfriend, if they were married, if they had kids. And then obviously as an assistant teacher, you don't want to answer those questions. You want the kids to know at the least amount of personal information about you because that's not fair for them. And most of them answered. I'm sure most of them lied because <laughs> no one ever said I have a partner all of them were always single and one of them I remember one of them just like looking at the student and, and being like that's not a nice question and that's the first time that they got called out for something like that and I thought that's very true the same way some people would ask them like where are you staying are you living in our town are you living out of town that's really personal questions that you shouldn't be asking people if you ever have the opportunity to do something like that or if you even like meet someone new and you are interested the one question I asked every single year was who's the most famous person that you know or that you've ever met in your life you get a handful of, of answers to that um, from people that have worked for Taylor Swift uh, as dancers you can see them in one of their video clips one of the really famous ones and someone else answered country music band i think they said no clue about that one then people said 
that they knew famous people from the, when they were younger, but they didn't like keep in touch with them. That was really interesting as well. Um, we had this one teacher that would always tell us we had, well, we had this one teacher. <laughs> oh my god, this one teacher. For some reason, this teacher hated us, and there was this kid in my class that was very emotional over One Direction. I must admit, I was. I stunned them for a really long time. Um, R.I.P. to me, because they're not coming back together. So that's sad. Um, well, so this teacher told the new assistant to answer that they knew one of the One Direction boys. And this happened twice. I, I want to believe it was twice. I don't want to say three times, because if it was three times, I'm going to be even more mad. But they told the assistant to answer. They knew one of them. I don't even remember which one. And when I asked the question, who's the most famous person you know, they said, I once flew home from blah, 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 sat next to one of the boys. And I swear the kid, every single year, would start like asking questions so excited. It would get to the point where they were so excited, they would start crying. Like, full-on crying, like, I cannot believe you met them, I cannot believe it, you have to tell me more about this, and what did they say, what did they tell you? And at the end of the class, after they had, like, a full-on mental breakdown about knowing someone that knew them, uh, <laughs> the teacher would say, I don't know why I'm laughing, because he was so extremely weak and uh, evil, just playing with these poor kids' emotions, the teacher would reveal, or the assistant would reveal that it was not true. It would, like, the first year, it was not funny, but I understood it as a joke, because the kid was always talking about one direction, so it kind of made sense. But, like, it happened two years in a row, and that's not cool, man. That's not cool. Like, you played with this kid's emotion twice, and that's not fun. Anyway, moving on to one of the last... This is the last story I have that is not for me, because I want to save mine for last. Uh, mainly because I forgot to say it at the beginning, but I thought that my story was also really fun to be told at the end of the episode. Anyway, this one says, I had a long-term substitute, <laughs> look, substitutes, at my private school in sixth grade, that instead of teaching us anything, spent hours each day giving us pointers on how to become warriors for Christ in the coming apocalypse, according to the book of Revelations. <laughs> Oh my god. At one point, they had us all marching around with our rulers at our sides, as if they were rifles. They would pretend they were Satan and his armies, and would yell things like homosexuality or Pokemon and cartoons, and we were expected to shoot, quote-unquote, the threat with our rifle rulers. <laughs> Well, that's hilarious. Like, I just... Oh, my God. This is one of the... I'm sure, yeah, private schools in general tend to be religious and tend to be somewhat related to religion. And that's not cool. Because <laughs> shit like this happens and no one prevents it. No one stops it from happening. Oh, well... I just cannot, like, imagine. If you were in sixth grade, that meant that you were 11 years old? Yeah. 
yeah, this person must have been 11 years old when this happened. So I just cannot imagine like children <laughs> running around <laughs> screaming these things. <laughs> and then they wonder how crackheads like Mike Pence exist. <laughs> well, here's your answer. Children are very impressionable and take on lots of things that you say. The way the story is narrated um, suggests that they understand it was stupid, so I'm glad for that. But I'm sure some kids in their class took this seriously, and then if they had the same reinforcement at home... Goodness. (laughs) The universe knows where the fuck they are now. (sighs) Well... Just the whole topic about religion and schools and religion and power. Let me tell you about that, because I just finished a freaking essay on religion that I definitely did not enjoy. Last but not least, my story. I had lots to pick up from. I think I'm going to tell one, and then um, I think I have time to tell some like very short ones. This teacher, I was 12. Um, It was my first year in high school and when kids move from primary school to secondary school um, or high school in Spain, it's the same thing, they are just a mess. You cannot control kids that are 12 and that are in the first year of high school because they're just like suddenly put into this new world of older kids, they want to be cool like them, they want to imitate them, you just cannot control the 12 year old kids. But we did behave with some of our teachers. It was just that some of them were awful. And I remember this one specifically. This teacher used to just come in and instead of teaching the the class, they would spend the whole hour just scolding people about their behavior, which I understand. But like, we didn't learn anything that year or the following year because we had them. We had the, the same teacher two years in a row. We didn't learn anything. And... This specific day, I don't know what was going on, but the usual madness, I'm guessing. And the teacher got really mad because a few kids were laughing all the time. And the teacher turned to them, especially to one of them, and told them, your laugh is like a rat's laugh. This is a mean comment that was quite funny in the moment because a rat's laugh, like that's, that's funny. But a few rows behind the, like, that kid, the kid he was directed at, I had this one classmate that was lovely, but they didn't get most things. So this kid didn't really understand them and thought that the teacher had said there is a rat in the class, something like that. Like, I think they just heard the word rat. And they just got scared and they started screaming, there's a rat, there's a rat, there's a rat. And everyone just got out, jumped off their seats, got on the chairs, got on the tables. Everyone was screaming. I remember the teacher was screaming as well because they were trying to say, there's not a rat. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. A few of my classmates were laughing. I was laughing really hard because I knew there was not a rat. Although there could have been, it was a really, really old building and we were right next to the playground area. So I wouldn't have been surprised if there had been a rat. 
Uh, <laughs> but there, it was not. Uh, I just remember another teacher coming in and asking what was going on, like what was that madness? Because you would think people would calm down after a few seconds, but the fact that one of them screamed made everyone scream and like they kept screaming all together and the more you screamed, the more the other one wanted to scream. And again, we were just kids, so it was funny for all of us. This teacher came in, scolded us, scolded the other teacher for letting that happen. And just stormed off our our classroom. And it was never to be seen again. That's, that's so funny. And oh my god. Oh my god. Just. Um, and then I've had teachers that were very eccentric. I've had teachers that didn't know what was going on. We I had this one teacher. So basically I started the year with one teacher and they were really good but they retired in the middle of the semester for some reason and the substitute like came in but stayed for the whole year and this new substitute was just weird at the end of the semester we just thought like they needed to get checked into a mental facility I'm not even kidding um and I wish I was joking but we were quite concerned about them because they would show up to class half an hour late it was my the subject is called technology in Spanish it wouldn't make sense in English it's more like crafts I want to say crafts because we built stuff with wood and we would learn about how to make stuff but it wasn't really crafts well this teacher and then they would come in late all the rooms for crafts were closed and the teachers had keys to them so we would have to wait outside and it was fine when it was warm and sunny but when it was freezing cold when it was raining we didn't feed almost and it was cramped they took 30 minutes to arrive so it was awful and apart from that they smelled horrible every single day like it was just the worst smell in the world they would just randomly disappear in the middle of the class like mid-sentence they would just get out of the class and go to the toilet without any previous warning and then not come back so you never knew what was going on i want to say that they had a kind of learning difficulty because just the way they talked and the way they expressed their emotions like it was extremely exaggerated and they had tics i want to say they had tics because their face would move in very weird ways. And if you didn't know this, like the first few weeks was really hard for us to understand because we all thought she was mocking us in actually a really mean way because she would make faces at us and then we just realized it's just how, how they were. But anyway, this one was quite... <laughs> this one was quite... A fucking circus in themselves and recently I've had a um, another professor and they were so amazing they were the funniest people around they I remember they babe or they used to babe and <laughs> they would bring the babe thing into class and it was one of our first days with them and Someone else from the university came in and started explaining something 
that had to do with some other resources that we had at uni. And they forgot that they were inside the building. So instead of going out the door um, to babe like outside waiting for these people f- to finish, he forgot and then babed inside. And if you know it, every lecture hall and every room at uni has a um, smoke detector to prevent, to alert of fires, obviously. And they forgot. And like y- you could see the fear in their face because they like they did it and then all the smoke came out. And you could see the fear in their face when they realized what they had done. <laughs> and that was that was really funny. I think some of my classmates also like tried to help him, like um waving things in the air to make the smoke go away and not um and not cause the alarms to go off, basically. And that concludes the stories for today. I hope you've enjoyed them as much as I have. It was definitely something that I was not expecting. We had a really good range of stories coming from gratitude, coming from very (laughs) scared places. Um, Some of them were really you, just you, that's my word. And yeah, apart from that, I hope you have a nice week. I hope you have some time to do something for yourself. That's a challenge that I'm presenting to you this week. Try to reconnect with an old hobby of yours. Try to start a new hobby that you've been meaning to try but you haven't had time to. Or even find a new show on Netflix or on TV, wherever you watch your shows. And try to enjoy them throughout the week. Because you have to pay attention to yourself as well. And especially now with everything that is going on, around the world is very important to just reflect and take care of yourself first. I have been reading, which has been very therapeutic for me. I am currently reading the fourth book in the Throne of Glass saga by Sarah J. Maas. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. It's M-A-A-S. I will update you all once I start crocheting, hopefully by next week. I'll tell you how it's going, because I'm really excited to try that and to do that for a while before my spring semester starts. Before I go, some last announcements I wanted to make. The first one is that next week's prompt is going to be encounters with children, so I want to hear the most funny story that you've experienced with children around or that children have told you about, these are always really good. There's a few shows and late night shows that do that in Spain and they are always hilarious. Also, if you want to participate and submit your stories, you can do so um, emailing 
the podcast email, which is thefieldnotespod at gmail.com. So T-H-E-F-I-E-L-D-N-O-T-E-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on the podcast Instagram as well, at thefieldnotespod. It would be amazing to see you there. I think the feed is looking really good. I'm really proud of it. And yeah, I will be sharing some other stuff on there as well. If you're not subscribed yet, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Maybe leave a review or a rating if you are in the mood to do so. And I'll see you next week. So stay safe. Bye.